This episode is sponsored by Santa Cruz Works. Santa Cruz Works is a local nonprofit building a healthy tech ecosystem. Grow your business, find funding, and learn about jobs, news, technologies, and events at santacruzworks.org. Santa Cruz local listeners get a 10% discount on Santa Cruz Works memberships. Just use the discount code SANTACRUZLOCAL. That's all one word, all caps. I'm Stephen Baxter, and this is Santa Cruz Local. You may recall from our previous episodes that there are two Santa Cruz City Council members who are facing a recall effort. Some people are gathering signatures to have City Council members Chris Crone and Drew Glover on a ballot to be removed from office. Separate from that recall effort, the city's Human Resources Department launched an investigation to look into possible workplace misconduct by those same two city council members. It took place from March to July. The city's Human Resources leaders hired an independent investigator to look into those claims. This week, Santa Cruz Local learned that one of the people who made those claims and triggered the investigation against Crone was Santa Cruz Mayor Martin Watkins. There were also two other city staff members who made complaints against Crone. It shouldn't come as too much of a surprise that Mayor Watkins is one of the people who complained because she made her complaint in public. It was a February city council meeting where she said she felt bullied by Glover and Crone because she's a woman. I also understand that there are perceptions that my colleagues, both Councilmember Glover and Councilmember Crone, are intentionally bullying me because I am a woman. That if not for my, my gender, if I were a man, there would not be this question of my integrity. There would not be this question of my character. And I say this perception out loud, not to validate its truth, but rather to stand alongside my fellow council members, staff, and community members who may feel pushed around or bullied. It's still not clear when she felt bullied and exactly what was said. But since March, Santa Cruz Local has filed public records requests to find the nature of the alleged mistreatment. In response, the city attorney's office said that the privacy of the staff's complaints outweighed the public's interest in the case. The city is in the process of producing a single report that addresses all the claims. It's also making specific reports for everyone involved. We don't have access to all of the complaints. However, Councilmember Chris Crone received his part of the investigation results and shared it with Santa Cruz Local on Saturday. All of the claims against him were deemed unsubstantiated, except for one complaint. Kara Myberg-Guzman, tell us about what you found. What were the allegations? First of all, these findings are not final. It's a memo that was sent to Crone from the city's HR director, Lisa Murphy, on Friday. It summarizes Murphy's and the investigator's findings so far. Mayor Watkins, in the February 12th city council meeting, said that Crone was biased in bullying her because she was a woman. The memo says that the mayor's complaint was not substantiated. It reads, the investigator determined that there is insufficient evidence to establish that Crone bullied Mayor Watkins on the basis of her gender. The evidence shows that Crone publicly conducts himself with people in the same manner without regards to gender. Crone told me he wanted to make the results public. I, I do feel a sense of vindication uh, in terms of having been accused of something and now um, if it wasn't, it's not substantiated. Mayor Watkins told me that she wasn't happy that the document was made public. She read me a statement that she had prepared. This action could be regarded as a retaliatory tactic to silence voices. It is imperative that all employees of the city of Santa Cruz be able to work in an environment that is free from abuse, harassment, and intimidation. 
the leaking of this information makes it harder for us to ensure this goal is achieved. Now, there were also some city staff members who made claims against Crone. What was the outcome of that? There were two city staff members who made complaints. We're not naming them because they made the misconduct complaints to the city's human resources department with the understanding of confidentiality. One of the complaints was unsubstantiated. There wasn't enough evidence to show that Crone violated any workplace policies. We still don't have details on what that complaint was. The second complaint was substantiated. That complaint said that Crone engaged in disrespectful conduct. Specifically, it said Crone interrupted this person with a sarcastic laugh, deriding the value of their professional opinion during a presentation at a city council meeting. But the second part of that same complaint, that it was because of this person's gender, that was not substantiated. The document states that Crone was rude to this person, but there wasn't enough evidence to show that it was because of their gender. I tried to interview this staff member, but they declined to comment. What are the consequences now since one of the claims against Crone was true? So when I talked with Murphy two weeks ago, she said that she doesn't have the authority to discipline an elected official. The city attorney says that the city council can only impose some formal reprimand or censure unless the conduct is particularly egregious. If Crone was found to have discriminated or harassed anyone because of their gender, then the city could be open to a lawsuit. For Councilmember Glover, we still don't know the outcome there, though, right? No, we won't know until the final report is finished. We were expecting that this week, but it's been delayed. Do we know how much the independent investigation cost the city? No, I asked the Director of Human Resources, Lisa Murphy, about the cost, and she said it hasn't been tallied yet. Okay, now that we know some of the results of this investigation, do you think that will color people's view of the recall effort? Well, first of all, we don't yet know the outcome of the investigation. It all seems to be very much in the works. Like the document that I got, that's a revised version of what was originally released July 18. This very much seems to be an ongoing thing. The city has said to me several times from several different staff members that they are reticent to comment because it's still an ongoing process. Second of all, when I spoke to someone who's on the steering committee of the recall campaign this morning, she told me that the independent investigation into possible workplace misconduct isn't really at the core of why people are signing the recall effort. It's really about how Crone and Glover handled the closure of the Ross homeless camp. Perceptions of bullying are part of it, but it's not all of it. One more thing I do want to add is that we realize that this is a really complex issue. It's something that has divided our city, and we realize that we can't cover all sides in one go. This is something we've reported on already. Check out our previous stories in our episodes archive, and we're going to continue reporting on this as it develops. Before we go, some quick announcements. If you get our newsletter, you know that our first membership drive starts August 19th. You'll be able to support our work and in return, get perks like additional reporting, extended interviews, and discounts on event tickets. Also, in case you missed it, you can check out a behind the scenes look at Santa Cruz Local. Our first episode, Meet Santa Cruz Local Part 1, was the first part of a mini series about our new local news organization. 
Part two of that series will be released in the coming weeks. You can find out more and sign up for our newsletter at santacruzlocal.org. Also, please take our listener survey. It's the second one we've done, and it's also on our website at santacruzlocal.org. Music was by Poddington Bear at soundofpicture.com. I'm Stephen Baxter. Thanks for listening to Santa Cruz Local.